0: Hey guys, I'm the Supercharged Valido from Melbourne, Australia. In promotions I belong to are Adrenaline Pro Wrestling, Gold Class Wrestling, Premier Pro Wrestling, and Deathmatch Down Under. I've also worked for PCW Australia, and you are watching Dudes at Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe Panther Jr.
1: Hello there, wrestling fans! Welcome the internationally known dudes at ringside podcast i am your host joe panther jr and now introducing to the mic my co-host himself the
2: happy heel the metal geek what's up ringside crew what's going on welcome to lucha week slash nywc week joe how's it going today
1: Good, but I don't know if any of you seen the Instagram because we have some breaking news. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to say, "What's that, Joe?" What? Huh? What's that? Oh, yes, we have breaking news. What does everybody want,
2: dudes at Ringside Podcast?
1: What does everybody need,
2: dudes at Ringside Podcast?
1: We will be having on remembering fans to mark your calendar on November 19th. We will be having the hardcore legend Al Snow coming on the show at 8 p.m. So just remember to check your schedules and put it on your calendar right now. And now, would you like me to introduce the guest?
2: Yeah, he's getting ready in this corner. Go ahead. Okay. Uh-
1: and now, introducing from Australia, the wait. How do you say his name again, Geeky?
2: The supercharged Valido. Alito. Here he is. Hey guys,
0: how are you this morning or oh, this evening for you guys? Good hey, good morning. What's good morning. Have a nice cup of coffee.
1: For us, I'm drinking. I'm drinking a little soda. <laughs> a little soda. I'm not going to show the, the can because I don't want to get in trouble by the, the company. <laughs> I feel like I blue,
0: blue color, blue color. Yeah,
1: I'm, a, I'm a little guy. I look like Andre the Giant holding this can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that picture,
1: Little of Andre the Giant holding the beer can? Have you ever seen that picture?
0: Yes, but my favorite one is, my favorite picture of Andre the Giant ever is the one from the movie of Princess Bride when he catches the small lady and you see how tiny she is in, in his arms. <laughs> now, that's a funnier picture.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. So, uh,
1: Geeky, do you want to start the questions or do you want me?
2: Yeah, is, um, I have a big question, actually. Um, how is everything going in Australia? Is every, are there wrestling shows running right now or um, is there other vaccines? Not, or?
0: We do have the vaccines, but the way they're rolling them out in Australia is you've got to meet certain requirements. So it's not just like anyone can go out and get one. Mm-hmm. Um, Wrestling-wise in Victoria, there's no shows, but – We've been lucky that, like our fellow states, like Tasmania, our our western, our West Australia, our South Australia, Queensland, New South Wales, all of them have been lucky enough that they can still run shows. Um, I don't know what the restrictions are like for them, if they've got crowd capacities or whatnot, but they've been fortunate enough that they can actually have shows. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Nothing, yeah,
1: yeah. That's that's a shame because. I know a lot of people are like craving to go to wrestling, like me, geek. Like
2: I haven't been I to a really, show in a year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah, the last shows.
1: Shows and I, I've been I, I've been practically yelling at geek via phone and, and webcam as we do our shows. Uh, when this when NYWC opens up during if we get that show in late July, oh uh, man, I'm gonna be like a I'm gonna be like a fat girl at the waiting outside licking the window of like Red Lobster. <laughs>
0: The gates, let me in, let or, me in.
2: Or, or in geek terms, will be I'll be like the zombie waiting outside for the brains, brains, oh. brains,
0: Founding, pounding the doors. Let, yep, I
2: found, I found in the doors down. That's it. You know? oh, that's the way. That's
0: the way. The, <laughs> even the first
1: botch move, I'll cheer for it. <laughs> yeah
0: He wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to do that. Everyone will be that out of training. something will go for a body slam and it will just drop him. That's the yeah. end. The crowd, erupt. the crowd will still erupt because it's wrestling. It's what they want. Yeah. The, the,
2: the, the wrestlers will just be uh, Fat Thor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's all they are be. They've fat, just been stuck be, in their faces. And their excuse will be, I've been bulking.
2: Sorry, the gyms weren't open. I couldn't, I couldn't go.
0: <laughs> Can't look so, out. Can't look out. <laughs> and all the all
1: the former cute ref female wrestlers will be like it'll be look like uh, the 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 first shift of a strip club. <laughs> the, one <laughs> the one. the one. The, galley, <laughs> the, the and you said oh. you wanted to pick a picture with me. Not a like
2: that, com- probably, Holly, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we have a couple of comments actually. Uh, when did you start wrestling?
0: So I started wrestling uh twenty sixteen. Um, so I've been in the industry for six years now. It's the best six years. I started when I was 16 and I'm now 21. Um, best, 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 best thing I've ever done. I reckon. Uh, my brother thinks my brother likes to refer to me as a, a dream stealer. He's younger than me. He couldn't start wrestling. Um, he's eight years younger and he goes, Oh, I want to be a wrestler. And I was like, Oh, there's no wrestling in Australia. There's no wrestling in Victoria. Dad took me to a few shows. I believe my first show I went to was a show from a company called PCW Australia. They've got their own network. Definitely go check them out if you want to look at supporting Australian wrestling. Um, And it was a main event between two wrestlers, and it was a tables match between Mark Cage and Daniel Swagger, who are two well-known Australian local wrestlers. And ever since then, I was like, I want to do wrestling. And that was in 2016.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So, what would you say would be like your all-time favorite, like, mass wrestler?
0: All-time favorite? It's yeah. going to be cliche, but it's got to be Rey Mysterio, only because I relate to him because I'm quite a small dude myself, and he's just so believable with everything he does.
1: Have, um. It sounds kind of see. He's like, did you ever get a chance to meet him or no? Because I've actually
0: got into. I've actually gotten, gotten meeting him. Meet him. Uh, it was two thousand and five, I think. I met him when they did. Uh, I think it was Raw when they came down here to Australia, and he was in a main event with Big Show and John Cena, and I think it was a massive six man tag or something along those lines. And I think it was against Batista, Borden, and maybe Triple H. And that day, I went out with some. I went out with some family. And he was doing a, it was just, they were just, and he was, he was using his mask and everything. And I just, it was amazing.
1: Sorry, that was my house
2: phone. So
0: no, that's okay.
1: It happens every time.
2: Joe, <laughs> What did Mr. Chad tell you?
1: I know. It's a house phone. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have my show in a, it's in, a little, pro-
2: in the woods. It's very professional, Joe. Right?
1: Am going to have a little hut in the back of my house and like do a show? How am you supposed to get Wi-Fi in a hut? I live in parts I know in Pennsylvania in the middle of the woods. Come on.
0: <laughs> the one time it actually, you don't want your phone to work and it works.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, considering it's lucha week, what are some of your favorite lucha matches?
0: Oh, anything with Pentagon and Phoenix, those two brothers together when they're facing each other always tear the house down. Mm-hmm. No matter what promotion, no matter where, you always know that when you're watching Phoenix and Penta together, it's going to be a barn burner. Do
2: you have a uh, match of them, or uh...
0: I can't say because all their matches they always step it up each match. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Each match, each previous match is better than the one before it. It just gets better and better and better. What they're doing AEW with the whole Death Triangle thing, I I do kind of like how they've got Pented doing his own thing in a way, even though he's he's still part of it. And that's the best thing for him at the moment, I believe. But they're my favorites, or anything with print with Ricochet is Prince Puma.
2: Um. Also, we had a comment from. Uh, hold on, I could scroll it up. Felito has to be one of the best high flyers in Melbourne, Australia.
1: So,
0: Is that one of your friends? Uh, Hardy, I've actually worked with him a few shows. He can be a bit of a dick. He's, uh, like, <laughs> he's actually a bit of a dick, and he doesn't give many compliments. So for him to actually say that, it does mean a lot. So thank you, Hardy. It does mean
1: a lot to me, man. <laughs> so, Hardy, if you ever want to come on the podcast, just send us a, a DM on Facebook. We'll be happy to have you on because remember we are the internationally known and we're the as they would say the New York Yankees say about themselves their network they're the home of champ we are technically the internationally known home of champions so send us a DM <laughs> we drink all types of beers here <laughs> yeah I so are
0: you are you do you, uh, you have any pets Yes, I've actually got a sausage dog. Uh, her name's Luna. She's currently at the door being in because I'm in the office at the moment just so I had no distractions. Um, I, can go, I, can, I can go open the door and she'll run in. I can show you, eh? I'm happy to bring her on. Sure. We love sure. pets. Give me a second.
1: <laughs> Yay. Luna. <laughs> oh, what Look at a cutie
0: pie. Yeah. So she's my miniature dash hound.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Mm-hmm. I actually, have two.
1: In, uh, one's Honey, and the uh, the long haired one I have is Honey, and the short haired one's Dexter. And they and the dashhounds? Yeah, two of them. Oh. I, I'm, I'm downstairs, so I can't run up and I would have to pull everything off, pull the mic off, pull everything off, and run with my computer upstairs. <laughs>
0: kind of kind of weird. Uh, I was actually um, I didn't actually want to get a dashhound. I wanted something a lot bigger. Or if I wanted something small, I wanted a miniature pincer. But my fiance, she loves dash hounds, and what she wants, she obviously gets. Um, she's she's the boss. Um, I'm actually I was actually terrified of dash hounds before I got mine. <laughs> uh, that's actually my fiance. that just commented, uh, "Looking fire in the suit."
2: <laughs> that's
1: cool. Um. We have, we have loved ones coming on now, too. Cool. I love yeah.
0: She's my biggest fan. She sports all of my wrestling adventures. Um, but she also kicks my ass when I go out and buy gear and masks and because they're so expensive. So she's uh, not happy when I buy new gear.
2: Who got oh, you into goes. wrestling?
0: Who got me into wrestling? I'd have to say my biggest one would have to be Personal life would be my brother because it was how we bonded. But wrestling-wise would have to be it, and it would be my favorite match of all time. It would be the, I think it was 2002, December 11th on SmackDown, if I remember correctly. It was Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio in a uh, street fight, I think. No, that was Batista he wrestled in the street fight. Um, But maybe it was that match. It was one of the Rey Mysterio's matches. He either wrestled Brock Lesnar or Batista, and just the way that they made the match so believable without burying Rey against the Beast, and the way they always did that, got me interested in thinking, you know what? Anyone can wrestle. And that's what wrestling is. It's anyone can do it. It's for everyone. It's inclusive. Even if you're not a wrestler, it's inclusive. You can do it.
1: Here we go. I uh, I got a, a gamer question for you. Yeah. Has anybody ever made you in the WWE games?
0: Yes, actually, someone has. Um, so he, he's in. A, he's well known to Australia. His name's Adrian. Uh, he does this. He has this wrestle verse game called. Um, I think it's brutal, brutal, re- beat, brutal championship res- brutal wrestling. And he does YouTube videos, and he makes he has complete storylines. He makes all the Aussie independent wrestlers, as well as some internationals. And he does YouTube YouTube matches, and he has all these storylines. He also he's also well known in Australia because he makes a lot of entrance videos for us, mm. and and he's quite talented. Um, so a few of the videos that are used in Australia, uh, more than likely, they've actually been made by Adrian. And he's a young kid, he's about 16, 17. So he's re- really quite talented. No, I meant like the WWE games, like 2K19 and stuff like yeah, that. He's, he's done it in all of that. He makes our like he makes us into them.
1: Ah awesome. name down later. Yeah. I definitely gotta write your name down later, and I'll have to see if I because I found our past guests, Kiara. She's a um wrestler from London, England. You should check her out. She's a really good wrestler um we also i i had to make her because no one did it and i felt horrible it made i made shorty shorty the other the women's champion over in cpw and i looked up every other name over all our desks. kiara is really much the only indie wrestler from um across the pond that's actually in except you you're in it too and i gotta look for you <laughs>
0: look yeah for you. I'll, I'll, I'll message him and i'll see if i can um i'll get him to message you or something
1: Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely uh, send me the the name of this person. I'm going to say my name on PlayStation now. It's uh, CrazyWolf570. That's my name on PlayStation. Yeah, definitely. If you tell his name, that's the name, CrazyWolf570. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, Who created your mask, by the way, and your ring gear?
0: So my ring gear is done by a company called Free White Rabbits. Uh, I can't recommend Lisa enough. She's been absolutely gem. I've gone through other companies before and they take forever to reply or they don't reply and they're just not helpful. But Lisa has been one of those gear makers to me where she walks me through the whole process. Like mm-hmm. if she's buying fabric, step by step, she'll always call me or message me before she does something. Uh, she goes, oh, this is my idea. What do you think? And she just should be FaceTiming me sometime twice a week or something whenever I've got new gig, explaining what she's up to, showing me what she's doing. Uh, so she does all my gear. Mask is a bit harder. I've, always, I've struggled to find someone that consistent that is reliable. Um, at the moment, I've been going through a mixture of eLucha
1: mm-hmm.
0: or uh, Mask Maniac. Um, mm-hmm. I've used the same mask design always. Um, so I just take a photo of my mask going, look, these are the colours I want. Really, I haven't really made any changes to my mask since I've gotten the, this first custom Valido mask. Uh, my original mask was, as I think everyone's first time masking, mask really is is very similar to someone else's. And so from that, I've kind of adapted Valido. Finally found, found Valido's face. Um, but I always use the same design, and that's either for Elucha or Mask Maniac, and it kind of depends as well on who's chi- who's cheaper at the time for me because those AUD to US conversion rates are killer at the moment.
1: Hmm.
0: A hundred and, say, for example, I'm looking at a new mask, 140 USD is almost $200 to me. Whew. Yeah, so it's a hefty a question from the audience. Mm-hmm.
2: What's your favourite mask you've ever had?
0: Ooh. My favourite match would be one of the recent ones. I believe I sent to Geek the other night was me against Tyson Baxter at APW Ground
2: Zero. Actually, actually, it was this morning, but <laughs> this morning
0: for you, brother, this morning, morning for me though. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't win that. I, I didn't win that match, unfortunately, but uh, it was a match that pushed me to my limits and showed that I can hang with the the bigger names in Australia wrestling at the moment and. Baxter is definitely one of those big names. Hmm.
2: Very good match, by the way. So thank you,
1: Belito. Um, if you have any clips of yourself on your phone, you could send it to the dudes that page. We will post it on the page and show the rest. show our worldwide wrestling fans what you're capable in the ring. I, we've done that with Tamaku, Tamaku the Savage Juggernaut. I said that's another mass wrestler you should check out. He's from Texas. He's a big boy. Ooh. he's a big guy. He's a big, scary guy from Texas. He's a, always looking for a, a fight. He's a everything Is There's
0: he big fight. because everything's bigger in Texas? Cause I've heard everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. Yes. Hey, he's yeah. a big, big guy with a beard.
2: <laughs> he's like, he's opened up wrestling. Everybody. He said everybody. So,
1: <laughs>
0: well, hopefully once I can travel, uh-huh.
1: Oh, you can, he's on Instagram. You should uh, his, his name on Instagram. Uh, Scott Ali, can message him. Hey, Scott Ali, I was on Dudes at Ringside. Come say hi. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely.
2: Question. Uh, wait, who, who are you most proud of in your wrestling journey?
0: Who am I most proud of? I I want to kind of say. What, what,
2: I'm sorry, what What are you most proud of in your wrestling journey? What I'm am I saying? most
0: proud of? Probably how far I've come. Um. It's hasn't been an easy journey for me. Um, when I first started wrestling, I was unmasked. Uh, I went by the, I actually went I actually had a baseball gimmick. I went by the name of uh, Slugger, and I was nothing but I was I was a glorified jobber. That's all I that's all I was. I was I was, I was the smallest dude on the roster. Nothing stood out to me. I was the one that you would feed to get other people over. And I guess after a while I almost quit wrestling. I actually almost quit. And this was even after I went masked. I got to a stage where I wanted to quit because I was getting nowhere. Um, I wasn't being used. I was always told, you know, keep up the hard work. Your opportunities come in. Um, Kind of at Everything, everything is coming your way. You just got to keep doing what you're doing. And I was hearing it. Finally, something was meant to happen. I was actually meant to go into a mask tag team, and everything started looking good. The person that I uh, was going to tag with, you know, he was a very he's a very talented young kid, my age. Um, but unfortunately, he got pushed singles uh, unmasked. He got he started getting opportunities on a bigger show and it was best for his career. So I didn't hold him back if he kept doing what he was doing. And so I wasn't drawn, I wasn't drawn a hand. So I decided to go masked by myself. He's like, yeah, you, you know, you go masked. And yeah, I wanted to quit, so I went. I went. I went math. I thought, you know what, this is going to be a new change for me. What's something that? What's something that everyone wants to be in rest, in wrestling? We all want to be, you know, we want to be valued. We want to be remembered. Uh, this came from years of being bullied, where I was f- forgotten about. You know, smallest guy, no one cares. He's not going to go far anyway. He's skinny. He's scrawny. I was fifty two kilos at this time as well, mm. so I'm very light. I'm very small. I'm about. Five foot eight, I look malnourished. I look sick, not going anywhere in wrestling. And then I went masked. And I will admit there was a conversation where someone said to me, "Where we want you to go masked because you're too young looking in the face. You're not going to go on a poster. And that hurt. But then I was like, this is a blessing. You know, this is where I can turn my life around. I can turn my wrestling journey around. I can embrace a heritage. I can learn something about myself. I can learn about a new heritage. I can honour it in my own way. That's, I'm not, I'm not this. I'm not being disrespectful, and that's where Valido was born. So that's what I'm most proud of. How far I've come from that. From wanting to quit wrestling. From where I've actually injured someone and I was labelled unsafe, and mm-hmm. I turned that around, and I'm now wrestling these big names. I'm now proving, instead of being stuck on one promotion in like a bubble I've now worked five or six promotions across the state I was meant to be going even though it was a battle royal I was meant to be doing a battle royal interstate at a company in in New South Wales but because of COVID I can't go anymore but it was still an opportunity I had and I and it was an opportunity I earned so that's what I'm proud of that I've earned everything that I've been given through the hard times
2: you really changed everything around, going yes. from going from botching moves to uh, working really hard at it and changing yes. everything. So that's that's an amazing story, though. Thank you. But um, we have great. another question. Yep. Uh, what is your finishing move?
0: Okay, <laughs> so you guys will get a laugh out of this, I hope. So in Australia, I am called the Lucha Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am the Lucha Chicken in Australia, and so my finishes I pay homage to two of them. Is one of them is to Bob Backlund with the crossface chicken wing, which I call the Wicked Wing. <laughs> I, saw, I, I saw you
2: use that move in the uh, video you sent me earlier. Yes. So, so. Yes, so
0: I do. I the Wicked Wing. Um, it's probably my favorite. It's probably my favorite move of all time to go to, and the crowd love it because of the name. Then I've also got a top rope, right, so a double foot stomp, and I call that the two-piece feed. <laughs> <laughs> so embracing the Lucha Chicken nickname and making my moves, remember, even though they use that, you, one of them you might see over time, but when I say two-piece feed, it stands out because people, I've had fans come up to me saying, I'm actually wanting KFC or I'm hungry right now because <laughs> you remind me of chicken.
1: Yeah. So no. now, if you ever come to America, I'm gonna start the chant the chicken
0: lucha chicken.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so See, it's America, not-
1: we, we we jump at the weird names.
0: <laughs> the funny <laughs> thing is, is I didn't even come up with it. It happened at one show, and it's whatever promotion I go to now is, and the crowd eat it up because I think they think they're the first one to come up with it, and it's the most iconic and ironic name you can think of is lucha <laughs> chicken, and. No matter where I go, I cannot escape it. <laughs> so now I kind of just embraced it with stuff like my finishing move, The Wicked Wing, and the Two Piece feed. Hmm.
2: Um well, well, a quick question. Where'd you get your name from? The supercharged Valido.
0: So Valido originally I went on to Google tra- I went on to Google Translate because I wanted something that didn't that I could translate, but that meant something from the heart to me. So Valido I got from the word valid because everyone wants to be valid no matter who they are. And I feel, to me, being a small person who was overlooked, I just want to be remembered. I want to be valid. No matter if the thing what you, rem- you remember me by is my, my bright mask or lucha chicken or my flashy gear with my tassels, you're going to remember me somewhere, and mm-hmm. that makes me valid. I stand out on the roster. Now, the supercharged, <laughs> again... Is I did not know as a nickname was I was gonna call myself the Spider Monkey or whatnot, and it came as a drunken joke one night. Me and a few guys were drinking some beers or bourbon because I don't drink beer. I, I like my my harder liquor, my scotch, my whiskey, and all of that. And we're having KFC, and to play, and it was for the Lucha Chicken. Jackie goes, "Why don't you call yourself the Supercharged?" And it just rolled off the tongue. The name just goes together. And, like, I told it, I tried it in different, like, the first thing I did when I went on the WWE Creator (laughs) and I wanted to see how her name sounded. And I I wrote it down. I pictured it. I tried catchphrases with it. And And before you get a nickname to stick, you've got to do it multiple times. And I wanted to call myself the Supercharged. But I never actually called myself the Supercharged because you can't give yourself a nickname. It's just someone else has to do it for you. It, you can't give yourself a nickname, but it just doesn't. As a, as a wrestler, you want to feel like you've earned that name. And so one, it happened one day, in, and I was getting fired up. I can't remember the match. but And I don't know if my mate yelled it as a joke or someone completely random. But someone goes, he's getting fired up like supercharged sauce. And so someone just started chanting Supercharged, and it was at that moment that I realised my nickname has actually stuck and that I've actually earned the nickname The Supercharged so that I could use it on posters without going, I have not earned that. I have actually earned it.
1: That's
0: cool. Mm-hmm. So do you, um, ha- do you collect anything? Like, are you a collector of anything? Uh, I collect Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, um... During the hard times, though, I've actually had to sell them. Um, game co- like uh, Pokemon games. I love Pokemon. Um, but it, at the moment, the only thing I'm really collecting is wrestling masks for myself. Is my own gear. I'm collecting wrestling masks, and that's my hobby. Have as much as I can in different colors.
2: Moreau says. You look like Baseballer from, from The Warriors, the dude from The Warriors.
0: Yes. That yeah, if, was, you
2: ever, if you ever saw the movie.
0: Yes, I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. Um, that was where my original gimmick came from. I wanted to be like them because um, I thought they were badass. And I thought it would be funny if you had, like, someone that was really small trying to act tough With that came out with a baseballer. And it also helped that I played baseball at the time. So I had I just used my baseball uh my baseball team gear as my original wrestling gear. Valido, do you want to meet my dad? Yeah, I'll meet
1: your dad. It's it's the son of the uh How oh, are well, you? Yeah.
0: Good. How are you? It's an honor to Good meet right you, son. Here.
1: This is the son of Jose Quiñones. Yeah, that was my dad.
0: So you <laughs> come from wrestling royalty basically. Lucha royalty.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember as a little boy, they sometimes they would come over and I'd have a living room full of them drinking beer, listening to music, smoking cigarettes,
0: hanging out. And see, we that's were, every that's I was every a baby like three years old. I remember that. That is that is every kid's dream. Like imagine being in the schoolyard and being like, Wow, like I'm gonna go home one day and you're just gonna go, have all these cool wrestlers in your house.
3: But, yeah. It, 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 you know in fact uh the show the rock there's a couple of i was watching it, it was a pretty it's a pretty good show actually yeah. and uh in one of the scenes it shows uh the rock as a little boy and all the wrestlers hanging out in a barbecue and they were talking and that kind of brought me back to you know remembering it, that as a little boy
0: that was your childhood,
3: yeah. Yeah. That's
0: actually a really cool child. Like, I, It's actually an honor for me to meet someone like you because people like your dad and those old school luchas have actually paved the way for young luchas like myself. Yeah, uh, People that do that grappling style, and I mean more than that flippy style luchador technique, but that hard hitting, that technical wrestling style luchador, that's yeah. what I do. That's my specialty. I prefer doing submissions. I prefer doing technical wrestling over that high flying stuff.
3: And, and he was uh, he was the bad guy, you know. And I remember my great grandmother; she used to make she made the, the whole costume for him with the the mask, like you got. The, he had a, he wore a cape, Yep, You know, and the the tights and all that. And, and then my cousin Pete Sanchez also used to come to the house, and Grandma would make him the jackets they used to wear, you know. And I remember all that. I was very young. And my dad died young. Young? My dad died at uh, two two days uh, before my seventh birthday. Jeez. Yeah, I was a little boy. And a, is that, a nice,
0: if I nice could ask a more personal question about that, was that because of the wrestling? Because it does take a toll on your body, and I could imagine back then the yeah. toll would have took a lot more then. The rings were harder. They suck now, but I could imagine what they were like Back in
3: that yeah. day, yeah. Well, I, I kind of remember him making like 40 bucks for a wrestling match, you know. Yeah, and but nope. it was cool because he would come home and we he'd lay across the couch and we'd watch him on television in black and white wrestling.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, that's my dad. Uh,
0: nice meeting you, nice to meet you too, sir.
1: Hey, take care, that's Me that's that, that's daddy panther, uh, little. Uh, I'm, I'm little panther, but he's. Daddy <laughs> Panther.
0: <laughs> it was actually nice to meet him. Thank you for that.
1: Oh, no problem. I figured because you're a mass wrestler and my, my grandfather is a mass wrestler and that's my dad, so he has a lot of stories. Yeah. That,
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> what is one major company you would love to wrestle at?
0: I would love to wrestle at AEW. My Actually, one of my dream matches at the moment, and it is funny, is myself versus Fuego sol. If I could share a ring with that man anywhere by AEW, it would be a dream come true.
2: And someone asked do you, like do you like Tiger Mask?
0: I do know of Tiger Mask. The one thing that I do love about him and stands out is his mask. I love his mask. And that's what I look at more of when I look at Lucha wrestlers is their masks. It's more than how they what they do in the ring, but if they put... Cause their mask shows how much they care about the heritage. Their mask shows how much they care about the style of wrestling. If you get, say someone wearing a plain lucha mask, unless they're a heel, of course, it's different when you're a heel because you heal, you, you want to get the face over. You don't want to stand out. You want to stand out, but you don't want to be too memorable. Your job is to get the face over. Same as the face, your job is to get the heel over. But as a lucha wrestler, we are bright. We are flashy. We, we stand out because we're different. And, the first thing people see of you as a lucha wrestler is your mask. Does it stand out? And that's the biggest thing for me. Like you look at you look at my bright mask. It's white. It's red. It's yellow. It's it's in your face. It stands out. You get like a plain dark mask for people like Pentagon. His mask stands. Out, his mask stands out because you look at what he does. His face paint underneath his mask. It's completely unique. Mm-hmm. So he stands out in his different way. But yes, I know of Tiger Tiger Mask. And I love his mask, but I also do like what he does in the ring.
1: I wish we can get him, Valido. Oh my, god, get the one, we, the one, the Pentagon. Oh my god, oh, but does no. Pentagon speak both? Does he speak English? Uh, no,
2: I'll, I'll, I'm not sure if he speaks English, dude. Because
1: I, I have him on Instagram, and he does lives of him doing his autograph signings, and he stands in a little box, and everybody goes around him, and I'm like, oh my god, if he can, I would love because I love his promos he makes on Instagram. I'm like, like I don't
0: know if he actually does speak English. But because I've done seminars when World Series Wrestling have come to Australia, and there were shows where he's wrestled, it's him and Phoenix uh, him and Phoenix wrestled the Philippe brothers, uh, Tony and Stevie Philippe. They've done some tours in America, um, but they're well-known Australian tag team. They're brothers. And my biggest thing was, well, if they've had to work a match together, how did they communicate if they didn't speak English? Jack, that's true. I mean, you do have your universal stuff, which I won't go too much into, that everyone knows and signs that everyone knows as, as wrestlers. But how, how else can you work a match? if you, How do you understand that cultural difference or that mm-hmm. language barrier? So they, I'd assume he would have to know at least a little bit of English to work. Because he's worked all around the world as well. He? Yeah. So he, he would have picked up. You would have learned how to speak English or different languages. And he, yeah. I don't know who that is. Peanut Butter.
2: and I don't know. <laughs>
1: Peanut Butter and Ginnelli. Hello, Peanut Butter and so, Ginnelli. Hi, I, how's it going? Um, um, do you collect, have you ever thought about collecting pop vinyls? I have. <laughs> and
0: I probably would. But I think my fiancé would kill me if I spent too much, if I spent too much money on pop vinyls, and I had nowhere to keep them. Um, I am meant to be saving for a wedding, and so at the at the moment, that's probably not at the top of my priority list. And I do value my life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't want to hear any sad news out of uh, Instagram. <laughs>
0: yeah, happy. I think it's the Beatles happy life. So uh, I've got to keep her happy.
1: Have yeah, you ever don't, been?
0: Sad news that you get killed. Yeah, no, I don't want that new either.
2: <laughs> Have you been in any hardcore matches or? Uh...
0: No, so I'm pushing to do. I really want to do one death match, and there's a company in Australia that is that is breaking the business at the moment, and I've worked a few of their private shows, and they're they're called Death Match Down Under. And They're on IWTV, so if you if you're a member of IWTV, look up Deathmatch Down Under. They are phenomenal. They are breaking, they are making waves, not only because of their wrestling, but also because of how inclusive they are. So I definitely want to do a quick shout out to the promoters. So people like Joel Bateman, Jay Stevens, uh, Aaron Dick, who people that are in charge of that promotion. Uh, because they've made it such a welcoming environment for everyone, especially no matter what community you come from, LGBTQI plus. Uh, if you've got any disabilities, they do quiet rooms at their shows for those that need them, and they've got a, a no bullshit tolerance for dickheads. If any, if you've got any problem, they've got signs where you can message a number. They eject people. Lovely, mm. lovely promotion. You know, well, all promotions should be like that. But well, I want to do a death match, and if it's for anyone, it's be for them. Well, uh, if you if you get a chance
1: to speak to your the promotion that you're, you just mentioned, if you, when you get back to doing shows with them, tell them you were, you came on dudes at ringside, and we don't we don't only speak to wrestlers. We're actually going to have with the work on the date again, but CPW in London, we're going to have one of their managers on the pro on the on the on the podcast, and we're also having a promotion from our, uh, Alabama. Liberty Pro Wrestling, which is an all-female um, promotion. Actually, we a few episodes ago, who did we have on Geek? We had on um, from te- Tennessee. Was it Tennessee?
2: Yeah. Oh, we had uh, Next Generation Wrestling on. Next Gen Wrestling in, out of Tennessee. Yeah,
1: they're,
2: they're a good promotion. Keep them in mind. They had, they had a lot of big matches on their card, so and they've been doing. They've been telling us a lot of stories about a lot of the shows they've been doing. That's never been done before. Like they had ambulance matches. They had casket matches. Um, they had uh, what, what else do they have, Joe? Oh, they, they, had, pretty...
1: they had some crazy matches. Her,
2: like hearse matches, like the last ride, hearse matches. Like,
1: yes, Marauder, we would want you as a guest.
2: Yeah.
1: We would want you as a guest because we would jokingly say we're going to burn her. <laughs> yeah. I'll do your yeah. intro. <laughs> so yeah, um if you come to the States, remember that remember that promotion's name because we had them on the show and they're super cool guys. Super mm. cool. I mean I really like,
0: cool. I'd definitely love to work for them if they're doing that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, they they have some crazy events. Crazy shows yeah,
2: cr- crazy I- they have some crazy ideas too. So And
1: the one guy he says, I know a guy.
0: If <laughs> you put a match he says, I know a guy. Because yeah. <laughs> Like at the moment with um Deathmatch we actually have the Yagwa Ultra Violent champion living in Australia at the moment Guido. Mm-hmm. Um and you know I've I've spoken to him a few times at a few different promotions and he's he's a cool dude and he's told me that you know cuz when I asked him about deathmatch wrestling and I go like what what you know being a person who's never done it before he's like I'm like why do you do it and he goes Deathmatch wrestlers don't do it because they hate their opponents. We don't want to kill our opponents. Deathmatch wrestlers do it because they hate themselves. He goes, you got to hate yourself to do deathmatch wrestling because you're putting your body through a lot. He goes, you got to hate yourself. That's the most because, at the end of the day, the, you ha- you, what you're doing is insane with deathmatch. It's, it's, it's an art. It is an art, and I have nothing but respect for it, for, for those that do it.
1: Oh, uh, we have a question from the, the audience. Oh.
2: Is it winter or summer in Australia right now?
0: So <laughs> Yeah, it is winter, but where I'm from in Melbourne, you get all four seasons in one day. Uh, yeah. yesterday, uh, two days ago, we had a power outage. Um, it, for me, it went from, because it it's Friday here, it went from Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. I did not get power until the following day at like eleven to twelve. The following day, so God. that's how bad that's how bad it was. And now it's just now it's raining. But all of yesterday after the power, it was sunny. It's 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 insane here. It's you don't know what you are going to get. It's meant to be winter, but in in Melbourne, it's just four seasons all day every day. It's insane.
2: And do you have uh, merchandise? Any merchandise ideas?
0: Yes, I actually, um, I actually do. I actually want to make one of my ideas is I want to make a like because I haven't seen done. I want to get like a cereal box uh, and make like say make some crummy like some corny cheesy idea, something to do with Valido, Valido cereal box. You pay you, you pay however much, but inside the box is like some tea is a t shirt, a stickers, a card. and what I want with the mark, what I want with the box, is to be like those old. Cardboard cutouts you get on the back of the cereal boxes and it will be like the face idea, the face design of my mask as the cardboard cutout. So little kids and fans can wear them to showers. That's an idea I have. That's
1: cool. I'd wear that. Um,
0: (laughs) Another idea then is just car stickers. Um, I've actually got a sticker on my car of my own mask. So I thought that could be a merchandise idea. It's all just trial and error with merch. I'm actually coming out with Baseball cards, Um, I'm going to do like collector's baseball cards and each I might have like special ones where one of them might be like me getting body slammed by someone and it's just going to have some bits of information about me or maybe I might do guest ones where it's me and another face in like a tag team match or a best friends type of promotion of a card. that fans can trade with each other and make like limited edition ones as well and have like Valido trading cards or wrestling trading cards.
2: Uh, if you want to show off the merch right now, you can show off the merch right now. You showed us earlier, but, you know, just to the fans, so the fans yeah, see.
0: Yeah, I've actually got t shirt that I'm currently wearing. Uh, it's a tribute to KFC, but it's VFC. chicken. <laughs> uh, it's actually me with drumstick legs doing a two-piece feed into Supercharged Sauce. Uh-huh. That's amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Definitely get one on either WrestleMerch.com.au, look up Valido store or Pro Wrestling Tees. I'm I'm sure it's on there as well. But I'm not too sure about that one.
1: So what if it is you, – you, I would do this if I was a wrestler and I was a, had a cool name like yours. I would totally put my – if it could fit on an American plate, I totally put Super Philippe your name on a, on a license plate.
0: That would be <laughs> like, cool. See, like, one of my ideas is, but I've, I I want to get bigger first. I want to be someone that people want to see everywhere. And once I reach that status to, so like, the Aussie wrestlers I can compare them to is, like, Kellyanne, Adam Brooks, Robbie Eagles. If I ever get that big, my my thing what I'd like to do is, like, auction off a mask but have all proceeds going to a charity. And so then in that way it's not just benefiting me, it's benefiting someone else and have, like, a ring-worn mask or Something like that. But for that to happen, obviously I've got to get bigger. And that's where I'll eventually want to get is where I can be where I can be like, you know, Robbie Eagles not be the next Adam Brooks or Robbie Eagles. I wanna be the first Valido, obviously. Mm. But be on that same platform, if that makes sense. Where you're you're not them, but you're in the same level. You can hang with them. That's that's every Aussie wrestler's goal, though. So, yeah, I think that's every
1: wrestler's goal yeah. these days. I got, I want to be, I want to be known all over the world. So, like fans all the way in China or Japan could be like, I want to be supercharged. I want to be Valido. ah, oh, you know, like that, like known everywhere, not just America. Like, well, or little,
0: little bits of things that actually do help with that is like. I might be on Instagram and all of a sudden a wrestling promotion from America follows me and I'm like, how? How how has this happened? And it's just like mind-blowing that even though I'm only in Australia and I wrestle for five or six promotions and whatnot, that somehow video clips of me doing something or taking something or whatnot have gotten out that promotions from overseas are starting to follow me and it means they they might not want me yet but they, they're watching what I'm doing. Yep. Exactly. And it's always good that to know that there's people out there and promotions out there that are watching what I'm doing. And go get go. That's where the uh, interest is.
2: I was I was gonna say social media was a powerful tool. That's all I was gonna say because yeah. it's like it doesn't matter, like because basically this is our television right now. You know what I mean? So you don't need like oh, it's like WWE to say you're good. Okay, um, some of the other guys like in AEW they haven't got any exposure even before AEW like Darby and Kenny and they're they're killing it right now. So
0: 100 that AEW is doing everything right at the moment. Um, I don't watch their dynamite. Um, I try to stay just because I don't have the network, but I also try to stay away from the mainstream wrestlers. Uh, like your Kenny Omega's and all that, I am enjoying and loving what they do on Dark and Elevation. I watch mm-hmm. them religiously, uh, how they're building up these lesser-known names and putting them against these bigger guys and building them up that way. So, like, for example, people like Fuego Sol. that guy is exploding at the moment because of what they're doing with him. Yes, he's not signed, but you you watch his story and all that. The fans are invested in Fuego Sol. They want him signed to AEW. So I reckon it's only a matter of time until names like him are signed. Um, but that's why I like Dark and Elevation more because I relate to those talents more. It's the talents that are busting their asses, putting in the work that aren't as well known because they are getting known now. And the way that AEW have, are giving these these workers, these these talent, the platform to do it through their Dark and Elevation shows on YouTube, free to air... He's amazing. Ooh,
1: oh, the, the, the guy on top had the question, the last question for for leader.
2: He wants um, to know if you should wear a mask. You're, I think that was your body. <laughs> if you should wear a mask.
0: Um, <laughs> no, Hardy, you shouldn't, I suggest you probably shouldn't wear a mask. Um, you are, uh, what you're doing at the moment is working. For me, I needed to change something and you know, it's not all about why change something that's not, not worth. Valido was a way for me to re-identify. Oh, uh-huh.
2: The referee should. should, should
0: okay. Let me if you want someone on your podca- podcast next, I highly re- recommend reaching out to this referee, Liam Bradford. He is the greatest referee in Australia. Ooh, okay. okay. Matthew,
1: right. in on Instagram. We'll, our, our mod will talk to you instantly.
0: <laughs> yeah. He is the greatest ref- i I've worked with I've worked with Le- I've worked with Ref Liam or Ref Lane he's called across promotions and he is by far the most consistent, most down the line when he doesn't miss anything ref I have ever met and he cares about the workers. He is constantly checking on us, making sure we are all good. So if you ever need a ref anywhere in a state, international in America and Liam is around him. he I do not, I cannot vouch for anyone more than I could with Liam. That hey, as well is... He loves you
2: too. That as well.
0: You Thank you, Liam. Um, <laughs> I have actually, I've actually taken referee classes from Liam because I think it's considerate, even if Valido is not on a show and is not booked, that I can still play play my part and help unmasked, of course, a ref. And I do so. Because this, this industry owes me nothing. I may not, not like being booked as Volito, but if I can help out a a booker a promoter by refing that night because no one knows who I am, I will do it. It's all about paying dues. And so Liam has taught me how to ref. That's
2: cool. That's great to know, actually. You, know? Yeah. you, could, you could even, if, if anything, you could probably fill double duty because you could say, That's okay, true. I could be in a ladder match one day and say, oh, do I really have to ref now with the one, two, ah, my arm hurts. Exactly. No.
0: But, um, yeah, so it's important, Well, besides paying your dues, but it's important for refs to be good. And Liam, also Liam doesn't stand out as a ref. A ref's job is to be seen but not heard or not to steal the spotlight from, wh- from the wrestlers. And some refs sometimes get involved and do that. Uh, Liam is a... Is a great example for a ref that doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what is your all-time favorite movie? All-time favorite movie is Eve is a is a tie between the two. Um, horror movie. I love horror movies. Uh, it's the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is my favorite. Uh, I love Weatherface. Um, otherwise. Actually, no, this three. It's anything with Tom Hanks, like Saving Private Ryan or Moulin Rouge. I do mm. love Moulin Rouge. It is a good um, movie. It is a good movie.
2: Do you, do you have any stories on the road or uh, that you could tell?
0: I don't get to travel much because, with Victoria, like when you wrestle in Victoria, promotions within the other side of the city, uh, I do spend hours in the car. Um, when I'm driving to, say, Geelong or Sydney or Sunbury or whatnot. um, I've got stories where I've been with workers in the car, people that have actually worked that night, where we do talk about our match. Uh, We talk about what we want. Um, We say crummy jokes. Unfortunately, nothing exciting happens on the road when you've only got a two-hour, three-hour road trip. Um, I think the most exciting thing that's happened is that Driving home one night, I've almost hit a kangaroo. Came out of nowhere um, in Victoria, in Australia, where everything wants to kill you, even our national animals, even if it's at night time. Um, I've had a story where this was before I met my partner. I actually, <laughs> I was driving to a show one night, and actually no, I was with my partner. She was coming later because. Uh, We weren't living together at the time. So she was coming to watch. And so I was taking my car. She was taking hers. And I was coming from work. And I showed my work colleagues my mask because they didn't believe I was a mask wrestler. And I was an apprentice mechanic at this time. And so I put on my mask. I forgot I had it on. And I drove to the show in my mask. And I was getting weird looks the whole way, whole way to the show in my mask. And I was like, why are you laughing? I ended up getting pulled over. Police pulled me over. And they're like, license and registration or license, please. Because we don't show them our radio. They can check that automatically. License. So I pull out my license and they go, your license doesn't match what your, your face. Are you sure this is you? I'm like, yeah, what do you mean? I had my mask on. They go, we need you to take your mask off, sir. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm not wearing anything. I forgot I had my mask on, didn't I? So I get pulled over by the police in my wrestling mask. <laughs>
2: uh, that's horrible.
0: Valida, we're going to make that into a clip
1: for our Instagram page. do you mind?
0: No, go ahead. It's it's is, a, it's, it, a, it's probably my favorite story to tell. That the, the, like I the second.
2: In. I feel like this is the second cop story we heard. This before. is the second uh, cop story. do the
0: It's my favorite to tell when people do ask that I have been pulled over in my mask. Like, <laughs> it's, it's weird because. When I tell it, people laugh because I do get questions from fans and they're like, Do you shower in your mask? Do you do you sleep in your mask? I have fallen asleep in my mask. Am I meant to? No, I don't want to sweat in my mask.
2: Actually, this is a, the third uh, cop story. There was one with the speeding ticket, too. So if to you include oh, that, oh, I saw. you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, someone said.
1: Most overrated wrestler in your opinion.
2: Uh, opinion?
0: Most overrated? I get lots of people hate me when I say this, but most overrated wrestler for me is Orange Cassidy. Oh. Oh. Orange Cassidy. Um People like that. I, I like what he does, and he is a great wrestler. But I do think he's overrated. Um Otherwise, I would have to say, and I will bite the bullet because I do like this wrestler as well Eddie Kingston. What? Yeah. 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 And I know a lot of. Yeah. I, I, I am a fiend for his matches and I love everything he does, but because I like the underdog. That is who I am. I am the underdog myself. And I do like the. I prefer the wrestlers that people don't like. When I say I like them, people are like, well, why do you like it? Because they're different. You look at my wrestling idols. My wrestling idols was Tajiri. People like Tajiri, Scotty Too Hotty, Spike Dudley, people that were overlooked that could have been champions but just didn't get the chance to show what they could do. Your most underdog wrestler that was a champion was Ray, and he was world heavyweight champion, and he was the most underdoggish wrestler they had. But you you could have had people like Tajiri or Scotty Too Hottie. Scotty Too Hottie is an amazing worker. He was just overlooked so much. Too cool as a tag team. Absolutely beautiful what they did. Rikishi, Grandmaster, sexy. Scotty Too Hottie, perfect. They were born, they were in the wrong era. If you check them, the three of them in the indie scenes today, they would thrive. They would be fantastic. Like that's that's the thing.
1: No. Um, I don't know if you if you saw it floating around Instagram, they had a clip from I don't know if it was no um um no way out the game. Was it no way out the game? There was that, that the, the N64 game, or was that uh um, which one was it they had too cool in was it was it uh no way out I think or it was no uh, the, yeah. They had them doing the too cool dance and they were all dancing in the ring like like out of those two games which one was you, did you ever get a chance to play uh no probably way
0: before out probably before yeah. my time um I think the 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 oldest wrestling game I've played was I think was WrestleMania 21 Road to WrestleMania Oh the game was great. Uh, Where you did a storyline through uh, evolution? Oh, that was amazing. Good game. Definitely, if you have a
1: GameStop or whatever gaming company you have in Australia, if you can get a N64. Like definitely pick up No No Way Out or um, I think it's No Way Out. Marauder is it No Way Out or is it? Um, am I saying it wrong? That has um, No Mercy. No, definitely. No
2: Mercy. No. No, no mercy,
1: mercy or WrestleMania. Oh my goodness, Valido. Oh, it brings me back because you could do so many good matches and change the rosters, and you could even make like indie. Um, indie. It's funny. I just checked my phone. I think your friend that's in ROH messaged me a voice thing. Ah, oh, cool. I, anyway, I, think I was trying not to be rude and listen to it because I was like, "What is
2: she saying?" But, but anyway, um. Thoughts on the uh, WWE releases? I think we uh, covered this in uh, a past video.
0: Yeah, I I, I, I saw one. Um, I won't. I'm a bit biased because an Aussie wrestler, Aussie wrestler was released. Um, but he is definitely. We're definitely going to see some dream matches with all these releases, though. That's all I'm going to comment is we're going to see some dream matches.
2: Uh, what do you think a lot of these guys are going to end up? Pardon? What do you think a lot of these guys are going to end up if you don't want me asking?
0: Oh, um, I don't know with some of them, uh, some of them, it's obvious that they will probably end up in companies like AEW or they'll just be freelancers. Um, I hope people like Murphy just become freelancers and don't tie themselves to any more. Murphy's great,
2: by the way. Fantastic worker.
0: He is. Uh, I've actually done a few seminars with him. Um, Best I've ever learnt. Uh, I think the most actually, the seminar where I actually learnt the most was with. Um, I hate to say because everything he's been through was with Marty's girl. Was where that's where I've learnt the most. Um, but yeah, uh, seminars with um, seminars with Murphy were always good to learn because he come he came back to the company where he originally started. Um, also, I've learnt a lot from people like Ryan Rollins or Australian Suicide. But, yeah, I hope just to see him travelling because there are going to be many dream matches. We're definitely going to see more of Murphy versus Adam Brooks, Murphy versus people like Royce Chambers, uh, just some Australian names, um, Robbie Eagles. We're going to see more of them.
2: I, I know I asked you if there was any stories in the road, but did you have, ever have any fan, crazy fan stories?
0: I won't say crazy fans. Um, this one's funny and because I've got nothing but respect. Uh, I, I worked another, a fellow, uh, fellow lucha that night. His name was Tim Phoenix, lovely dude, just had a kid. And his cousin came up to me later that night because I won, and he <laughs> punched me in the face. He's a younger cousin. <laughs> wow. And that was an interesting night. Um, because never been hit by a fan before. He was a young kid. Um, but it means, you know, like even though I'm meant to be the face, I invested this fan enough that he hated me for beating his uncle. <laughs> like, you know, I still invested this fan. I made this fan care about the match. He had to hit me. It's a young kid. I mean, I can't, I can't go around hitting kids, but
2: <laughs> yeah, David, David, tag
0: team wrestler. There you go. Favorite tag team. I am loving the tag team of because i have just going to think back because I am a fan of tag team wrestling, but I feel like my favorite tag team and they were underrated is I'm going to go back to Too Cool, but people like Deuce and Domino. Oh yeah, I, I remember that. my favourite tag team ever is Deuce and Domino. People are like, oh, why them? Because their gimmick just worked. They just jowled. Yes, they were different. Um, again, it's an example of another gimmick that was in the wrong time. They were in the wrong era, but they worked. The way they made the fans hate them. They they were different. They stood out. They were simple. Tag team is not just flippy, flashy, you know, teamwork maneuvers. you to, you got to remember, tag teams are two single wrestlers as well. You guys want to stand out individually but stand out together. And they did enough individual stuff to make each other stand out, but enough tag team stuff that got their team over. So Deuce and Domino is my favorite tag team.
1: Here we go. I usually do this for oh yeah let let, let answer the question that's on the thing all before
2: right, I, All right so I want to cut you off Joe I'm sorry. No. No.
0: Okay, Let's okay. Go. Let's
2: go. Who's your favorite commentator in Australia wrestling?
0: My favorite commentator in Australian wrestling is there's a few but he's actually a rest, he's actually a wrestler was my favorite commentator was JXT. He did commentary for a show that I worked recently. And his commentary was amazing. Uh, But you've also got Forko. He does great commentary. Lord Andy Coyne, Snapmares Media. He does reviews. He's he's one of Australia's best commentators. And, again, the team at Adrenaline Pro Wrestling, where I do most of my work, is Hardy Malhotra and Michael Thompson. They do great commentary, and they do the best.
2: Okay. Go go ahead, Joe. All
1: right. Um... We always do this with our guests. Um, if you're in a, currently in a rivalry, we always ask our guests to call out our their rival if they're watching the show. So go for it. Go for it, Pulido.
0: Ooh, So I am currently in a rivalry now. I've waited six years to win my first actual championship, and my rivalry is against the guy I pinned. For a, in a fatal four-way for a number one contendership of my choosing, his name is the Dreamboat Adam Crow. Now Adam Crow is currently holding the Live Wire Championship. We had a match before COVID lockdown. We had a match where he had his feet on the ropes where I had him in the wicked wing, and the ref didn't see it. Mm. So I'm calling out. Once lockdown's done, I want my rematch. I want a rematch with that title. And I want it to be a submission only match, so he can't pee, he can't cheat. No feet on the ropes. I'm gonna make him tap to the wicked wing, and I'm gonna bring that PPW live wire title home with me.
1: Ah, there we go. Yep. Good, Good luck, man. Oh, he has,
0: a, the Miami Mania has
1: another question. He's one of our friends from college. He's a yep. big, big wrestling fan. Yeah, Do you yeah. like the Juichen the Jushin Liger?
0: Yes, he is. He is one of the biggest influences that I feel for people in lucha wrestling in modern days. Everyone goes, Oh, you want to learn to be a lucha wrestler? People look at Jushin Liger. That's the first thing anyone says is look at Jushin, what he's done, what he's achieved, his gear, his ma, everything about him. If you want to stand out, he's, he's the guy to watch. So I do like Jushin.
1: He's another wrestler that I dream to have on my show that like, for me, getting all you guys, you, you luchas, to come on our show is like my grandfather coming down, sprinkling a little lucha magic and giving us. Because this is why this week is lucha week. I like you guys had you first, and then next next Monday we have Ka- charisma, and then Thursday we have our end of lucha week, and it's boom, it's another lucha. So it's like grandpa's is sprinkling happy magic down from heaven, going lucha, 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 lucha. <laughs>
0: this is a huge it's a huge honor for people like me because like like i said this is my first ever podcast i've never been asked to talk about australian wrestling and the one thing i was worried about and i didn't want to do was i didn't want to come in here and talk about how how good i think i am or about myself is i like i'd rather come out and talk about how good the the refs that i've worked with people that i worked with are. how good fans are how supportive my fiancee is Are how good like what? How good Australian wrestling is at the moment? Like I can come out. My job to get myself over is I do that on shows. That's my job. When it comes to wrestling as a whole, we're all workers. We're all in the industry together. We need to build each other up. Yes, we're in the yes, we're in the industry for ourselves. Yes, you know, wins get us over. Championships means we're over. But at the end of the day, that person you're in the ring with, you have their life in your hands. They have. Your life in their hands. We build. We're meant to build each other up as performers and as workers. How can we do that if we have grudges with every single worker out there going, "Oh, I'm better than you"? No. We make wrestling. The community makes wrestling. Let's build each other up more instead of tearing each other down.
2: It's like kind of like the podcasting industry in a way, because all the podcasters stick together. You know, we all we all put each other over. You know, and try to help each other out, just like. You guys always try to help each other out. Say look, this is what what we could how you could be a better person, a be a better wrestler. The podcasters do the same thing with us. So
0: Exactly. It's all about building each other because we all have something different to offer. And that's what that's what makes us unique. We all have something different to offer. It's what builds the card, it what builds the promotion. And bookers and promoters will book people that build up not that are in business for themselves. Like we saw everything that happened with the speak out movement, how lots of people got ruined, promotions got ruined and whatnot. Now because of that is a time where wrestlers as a whole need a band together to kick out the toxic. We've got rid of the toxic. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now it's time to rebuild pro wrestling, whether it's in Australia, America, New Zealand, Japan, the countries in Europe. Now's the time to support your local wrestlers bring in some new wrestlers that your people don't see. You know, you can bring in people like, like for example, if you're in Europe, you know, once I can travel, yeah, bring me in. I'd love to do it. But you've got other talent that you can bring in. There are many more talented wrestlers in the Australian scene that I would love to see elsewhere. There are many talented wrestlers. You know, you've got people like, and I'll say this, for, for the deathmatch scene, you've got people like Callan Butcher. He's now make, he's making waves on the deathmatch scene in Australia. I wish him nothing but success in the world. Well, like, I, I want to see America do deathmatch. I want to see what this guy can do when it's more technical wrestling. Or people in my promotion, we have people. I, I work with people like, for example, our current breakout champion is a guy named Jordan Sampson, and he's a he's a big boy. He's a behemoth of a man. Guys only had sixteen matches, and he's a breakout champion. That shows wow. you how, wow. that shows you how much hard work this guy has been putting in. To show that he can run, a, like run, he's ahead of a division. He's he's earned it. He does ring crew. You know, I want to see him succeed. Do I want to take that breakout title championship off him? Because I've been wrestling for six years. Yes, I do. I want to take that title off him because I want to be a champion. But that guy has put in the hardest work that I've ever seen. You know, I'm not going to tear him down. or he's had 16 matches. He shouldn't be champion. No, he's earned it. It's all about rebuilding. Bring in these new wrestlers that you would have never have taken a chance of. You know, put him against these veterans. You want to see what they're going to do? If you're building a new, if you're bringing in a new wrestler, you don't know what they can do, and you're just seeing clips of them. Put him against your best. Put him against your veteran that will bring out your sh- bring him out your shell. My breakout match, hundred percent is. I'm going to say it every time was Tyson Baxter at Ground Zero. That man pushed me to my limits. He's been wrestling the same amount of time as me. We've taken two different paths to get where we're at. We've trained at two different venues. But he's a veteran. He's making things on this tra- in Australia. He's wrestled all over Victoria. I'm pretty sure he was meant to travel interstate sta- in and wrestle. And he pushed me to my limits. He's a well-known wrestling man. Because of him, I've finally been able to branch out. He gave me the confidence in myself. That's what you want. You want wrestlers that are building up each other. So those are the people I feel promotions should be booking at the moment
1: that's what i i always uh, Valido, that's what i uh, if you've watched past episodes i'm the I'm the I'm the indie pump up guy i don't know if you see that i always go on wrestle tees go on the websites buy the independent wrestling wrestlers t-shirts this this is our little brother we have to pump them up and give them life buying a t-shirt by from a random indie wrestlers like a, a onslaught of t-shirts go on and buy a Volito t-shirt you never know he, he that could help him out and like give him help him out because right now the promotions are not having in-person shows so it helps him out guys go on and buy a t-shirt buy his shirt go on and buy his promotions t-shirt you know that helps him out a lot that's like my thing i'm the
0: indie yeah you, I, you support me by buying, if you buy like a death match down undershirt or you buy a uh adrenaline pro wrestling shirt you buy a gold class wrestling shirt premier pro wrestling shirt that yes it doesn't support me financially but it supports me by supporting by helping the promotions that i've worked at keep their doors open and run yeah. so, I get yeah. out there and wrestle, so i can yeah. wrestle for the fans and you know if i'm just by being on a podcast if i open you know like say you've never heard of deathmatch down under before and now you go back and go oh deathmatch down under let's go check their instagram seeing what they're doing Oh, this is what Valido was talking about. Oh, I like these guys. Let's suggest them to someone else. That's helping them. You know, that's not, it might not help me, but who knows? The promoter from that company might go, Oh, Valido's just advertised my promotion across the world now. You know, people are more interested. Let's book him. That helps me. Like, it might indirectly help me, but who knows?
2: Yeah, exactly. You know,
0: helping everyone else.
2: You're helping your promoter out, and your promoter is going to say, Wow, he's really a team player. So he's, w- let's book him, you know?
1: Well, you could, as I said, you could whenever you get a chance to speak to like the promoter for your Death Man, Death, uh, Death uh, Down Under, tell him we would love to have him come on our podcast to promote that promotion, Death Fan on uh, on Down Death, Under. Death Death Match Down Under, or the other one you said. We would love for him to come on because we don't just have wrestlers; we have promotions that come on our podcast soon. They haven't been on yet.
2: Yeah, but, but it's well, always they, good. No, they no, they have. Or the one that you we told had, me, that, we just we had next
1: gen. No, like next gen, but like soon we're gonna have a, a all women's promotion, Liberty Pro, that's in yeah. uh, Alabama. August, yeah. in August, yeah, the end of August. Yeah.
0: Well, see, that's something different, like an all women's wrestling promotion. Um, see, that's that's actually interesting because you get that. You get that debate going around at the moment, and a big advocate for for it at the moment is, say, for example, Charlie Evans. She doesn't say women's wrestling; she's a wrestler. So it's interesting to say, like, an all-women's wrestling promotion, because to me, it's it's just it's just going to be another wrestling promotion. I don't care that if it's all women or not, that stuff's to to us should be redundant. Like, they're wrestlers, yeah. Like you step across in the ring. You're not. You're not a woman. You're not a man. You're not a luchador. You're not. However, you identify, non-binary doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you've busted your ass to be inside the force, the, the squared circle. You're a wrestler. You're, you're showing you the best. Your foot's in the door. No matter of gender, it's no longer men versus women in wrestling. It's wrestler versus wrestler, and that's how I see it.
1: The, other promotion, I would say, if, when you'll be able to travel and check out, definitely go, if you can go travel to England, definitely look up uh, CPW. Am I saying it right, Geek?
2: CPW. C-P-W. Yeah,
1: CPW. Um, that's where Kiara and Shorty is. And they, I thought it was just women. In a, me and Geek were like, well, I'm like, oh, I looked at the website. I'm like, Geek, oh, we were promoting this as all women. Nope, this is men and women. It's like all it was almost like AEW because there's men and women, and I'm like, I look like a fool saying it was all women. Guillard didn't correct
2: us. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> here we go. Do you have any championships you can show off?
2: I think he asked, I think he answered that already. Yeah, you not know, no, uh, at the moment.
0: Um, I'm working towards getting some championships, um, but at the moment. I'm not, you know, I can, I can be better than I am. It's all about bettering myself, and hopefully, sometime in the future, I, I prove that I bet, I am a champion. Uh, But it takes more than championships to be a champion. It's how you carry yourself. Carry yourself like a champion, no matter what. Yeah,
1: hundred
0: percent.
2: So, who who do you think hits the hardest?
0: There we go. Who do I think hits the hardest? Yeah, would it have to be in like anywhere or just? No, in from my, your,
2: your experience, your experience, who would you say hit you the hardest?
0: In my experience, I've worked with this guy called uh, Xavier Black. He's a sixteen, I think, sixteen-year veteran in Australia, and he's he's a small, skinny dude, but looks so deceiving. He hits like a truck. Um, people that I've heard that hit hit like a truck, but I haven't had the work yet. But I, I probably wish I could. In Australia, people like Tommy Knight, uh, Caveman Ugg. Um, they're all workers that I wish I could work. Um, who else? Who have I heard? Gore in Australia. Apparently he hits like a truck, he's a big beefy dude. Uh we've all seen we've all seen what Walter can do.
2: Yeah, Walter oh yeah.
1: I wouldn't he wish that him. on my worst enemy that had to take on Walter and his chops. Jeez. <laughs>
2: I don't know who's worse, Walter's chopped or Suzuki's forearms.
0: I'd like to see them go at it.
2: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. yeah, nah. My experience would have to be Xavier Black, he's the hardest hit of it I've actually worked. And that's and I've worked a lot of I've in my six years I've worked almost 150 matches. Mm-hmm. So and wow. Yeah, so my bump card is a bit up there.
2: <laughs> mm. Okay,
0: okay.
1: Like, who would if like? Uh, what did your parents first think? What did your parents say like when you told them you were going to become a professional wrestler? What did they? Uh, how was how was their
0: reaction? Um, typical reaction. My mum was scared. Um, but my biggest supporter from the start. Uh so obviously besides my fiance, it would be my stepdad. Uh he drove me to all cause I was sixteen at the time. I, in Australia we can't get our license to drive by ourselves until we're eighteen. Um but would be my stepdad. He'd drive me to trainings, he'd sit in the car for two hours while I trained. Uh rain, wind, sun if it was forty degrees or ten degrees, he was always there. He'd pick me up as well. He'd come he'd, he's he's uh I think he's only missed. Out of 150 matches I've had, I can probably say the man's probably only missed ten matches of mine. Um, he's all about people throwing throwing me around. He's always sharing my stuff on Facebook. Uh, so when I first started, and now would be my stepdad is my biggest supporter.
1: That's awesome. That's cool.
2: Super, we, have, super. we have a question for the comments. What is your dream stipulation to compete in?
0: My dream stipulation is I want to do a 1,000 light tubes and glass crash deathmatch.
1: Oh, jeez!
0: Mm, that is my dream stipulation. Um, I have a lot of respect for deathmatch wrestling. Um, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy because I've never done it, but it's on my bucket list. Uh, I want to do one. Um, people that I would work, that I'd want it to be against, People that I know that Nova know industry would be people like Callan Butcher, uh, Joel Bateman. Uh, there's this guy that I know. He's, he's he's one of the craziest guys I've ever met. He's an Australian independent. His name's Wake. Um, or even someone else that wants to prove himself in a death match. People like Will Walker, Kid Valiant. Against them, I've I've trained with them. Um, I've worked with them. I've known them since I've started since I've started wrestling. Kid Valley actually used to be a fan before he got into wrestling, so people like that would be an honour to share the ring with. Yeah, that is my dream, tip. Hmm. Who's
2: who's a uh, one wrestler you would love to work with from WWE or AEW?
0: Uh, definitely from WWE, I would have to go. Just looking at their modern roster, probably Finn Balor.
2: Balor. I'd be good.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely him. a yeah,
2: good match. AEW,
0: in AEW, uh, as much as I said he was overrated, it would be people like Orange Cassidy because he, got, he gets his gimmick over. Uh, Fuego Gasol. Um, uh, I would love to wrestle. and Yes, she's a woman, but she's a wrestler. Rio Mizunami.
2: Yeah, i would be good.
0: Uh, I would love to learn from her. She is an exceptional wrestler. I love what she does, the energy she brings. Um, I feel like I could learn a lot from the side hours uh, both of them or Dustin. Definitely Dustin. Dustin.
2: Dustin's a great yeah. choice right there. Dustin, you can't – go. or Cody even, you know, but Dustin's yeah. been – Dustin's a legend right there, so you can't I've never seen world. the main
0: do a bad match.
2: No, nah, so – and uh, what about Abaddon? Your thoughts on Abaddon? Oh. You know. <laughs> I was telling she, him about her earlier. She
0: but. is she is the American Wake. Okay, so Wake, his whole gimmick is that. Now, I would like to see Abaddon and Wake as a tag team, or I'd like to see them tear each other apart. They're both ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. To describe Wake, he is a five foot... He's he's smaller than me. I'd go five foot seven, five foot eight. Scrawny guy can't weigh more than 50 kilos. Ginger crazy guy. He is insane. Mm -hmm. Um, He's definitely one of the most uh, overlooked wrestlers on the Australian independent scene. And I think it's because he's too content with where he is. But I reckon he could be doing more.
1: So here we go, um, Valido. If a kid walked up to you at a show and asked you, like, how it, like, if they want to get into wrestling, what would you tell them?
0: I'd, tell, I'd say do it. I'm all about empowering. Like, you know, I've had fans ask me this. Can I do wrestling? Hell yes, everyone can do wrestling. Um, I'd say find a reputable training school, do your research, and find what role you want to play, because every role in wrestling is important. You could be a manager, you could be a, a wrestler like me. Some people just want to do refereeing. That's fine. Some people just want to sell merch as a help out that way, or just help out on shows or be a ring crew. You know, that's the best way. Get your hands dirty. Help set up the ring. Talk to people. Don't be don't be afraid to talk to wrestlers. Um, yes, we're meant to be these larger of life figures, and we're good guys, we're bad guys, we're everything in between, we're good and bad. But if you show, like, you genuinely want to learn, do it. Uh, the best advice I ever got as a wrestler trainee, and I take it everywhere with me, is never miss the opportunity to shut the fuck up. <laughs> huh. it's, that's the opportunity because you don't know when you're going to learn something. And if you're too busy stuffing around... Or your head's not in the game. You just show you don't want to be there. You don't want to learn. Why should you be on the poster? Why should you be on the card? You know, why should the promoter invest in you? So, yeah, never miss the opportunity to shut the fuck up. You will definitely learn everything. You'll learn from anyone. I'm still learning from people who have two years of experience because I was taught one way at one company when I moved, you learn different things from everyone. I I teach people. I teach people who have more experience than me stuff. They teach me. I teach them. I learn from people with less experience than me. It's how we get better. There's no wrong way to wrestle, unless it's un, unless it's unsafe and someone dies. Then that's the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But there is no there's there's no wrong way to learn.
2: Are we out uh, good on time or Belito or? Uh... Pardon? Are we good on time or? Uh...
0: Uh, I'm I can wrap up whenever you guys are. I know it's uh, are, late.
2: Yeah, whatever yeah. whenever you whenever you want to go. Oh, that's a question
0: from
1: Mimomania geek on in the in the comments.
2: He he said what's the stiffest worker that you worked with? Same thing though.
0: But Oh uh, no, stiffest work, I reckon there's difference between stiffest and hardest hitting because yeah. you can still be hard hitting and safe. Yeah. It's all about knowing boundaries. Now stiffest person I've worked with and I'm going to go out there and you know, is, is myself. You know, I used to be stiff. I'm, and, I can be with strike. And that's the difference. Thing is, I know I can be, and that's because I'm bony. I'm, I'm. I am bony i am i am do not mean to be stiff, but because I don't have enough meat, I'm, I'm slight. I'm very. But when I form someone, it's going to suck either way. So the stiffest, per, stiffest person is. I'm going to own that. Is, my, I can be stiff. And if you can't admit that, you can't meet Admit your own shortcomings don't wrestle mm-hmm. is i've been the stiffest person i've worked with i've stiffed people i've been stiffed i learned from it i don't stiff people as much anymore but it's wrestling you're going to get stiffed it's it's if you don't like it don't wrestle mm-hmm. it, we don't do it intentionally unless of course it's me and one of my closest mates when we go out there we're going to go out there and we're going to go hard on each other because we're mates we're not going to take offense we want it but if it's someone you've never worked with and you stiff them Apologize, take your receipt because it's going to happen. Move on. And if it happens again, you got to go back and evaluate. Maybe I should not do this. You know, I don't like to throw forearms because if I stiff someone with them, it's more than likely I'll, I'll throw another strike where I might not stiff someone.
2: Have you ever had a receipt uh, Valido? or? Uh...
0: Uh, I've received receipts. Yes. It all comes in the business. Um, I've earned my receipts. I've given a few receipts. Um, but it is the way of wrestling. You're gonna get receipted. It's. I don't think I've met someone that's never had a receipt. And if you, if 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 that ha- if that has happened, and someone's good on them, like congratulations. But it will be a matter of time whether you're a 16 year old veteran or a two year a two year rookie. You know, some everyone has different versions of what they find stiff. That's the different thing as well. You've got to remember, uh, people like Moxley or Kingston might might prefer you to stiffer because that's their style. But some people might just not like that. You, you, you got to balance out between who you're working and find an even medium.
1: Oh, I got a, I got an old school question. Um, but it'll be my last one. Cause I know we have your, with your time change difference. Uh, have you ever heard of Ultimo dragon? Yes. Would you ever, if, if you had a chance to wrestle him, would you get it? Would you want to do that?
0: Probably not. I'd be too scared because that guy has a big reputation and it's all about – I feel like I'm personally not ready ready to wrestle someone like Ultimo Dra- Dragon. Uh, if it was booked, I would do it. 100% I would do it. Do I think I'm ready? Hell no. <laughs> um, but, and that's just me being re- realistic. Um, you know, I can say out there, yeah, I'd tear the house down with Ultimo Dragon, but that might not be the case. Uh, it's it's – rest- the biggest thing is when you get into a ring with someone who has a reputation and years of experience on you, you know, you're excited, your blood's pumping, but you're also scared. I I was meant to wrestle uh, next week. I was meant to wrestle a um, a, deaf, a a well-known wrestler who's done tours of Japan. She's done 16 tours. She's done deathmatch wrestling. Her name's Vixen. Um and she's, a, she's an Australian hardcore icon. I was meant to wrestle her next week. And when that match was booked, I was in bricks because she's got all this experience. And, yes, I've got six years of experience, but I'm in that in-between stage of rookie and veteran in my own right. Mm. You don't want to go out there and mess up against an, someone with experience because then that could it could ruin your potential bookings. That person just goes, oh, this person's not ready for more or or whatnot. And then you're back to square one of having to prove yourself over and over again. And then you get that doubt in your mind, maybe I'm not cut out for this. So would I like to wrestle Ultima Dragon? Hell yeah, I would. Do I think I'm ready? Probably not for someone of that caliber. Well, all I could say is if you ever get a trans
1: fight uh, face Ultima, if, if, if your fiancé is there, have her take a picture and send it to us on the dudes at ringside page cuz that could be that would be like it finally happened at the office it's happening it's happening emoji video after we post that picture cuz that could be a funny prediction dudes at ringside called called <laughs> called this match and also um Mimi wants to know where he could buy that jacket cuz it's amazing
0: so i got this jacket from BoohooMan.com. uh it's very It's probably the exact same. It's funny because I bought this jacket. I bought the whole suit ages ago. And the week after I actually bought it, Seth Rollins rocks up in Raw wearing it. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, what? And it's like, damn it. I thought I had this great idea with all this suit, thinking I'm going to stand out. And, you know, I don't post it because I wanted to keep a secret. I was going to debut it. And then COVID happened. I couldn't wear it. And then... Rollins rocks up wearing the exact same suit I've just bought. So it's just like game recognizes game. Okay. So
2: oh, I saw the picture. When I was here. He's probably watching you. Seth Rollins is, is probably watching you and he knows that he, you're wearing a rocking suit. So he's like, Hmm, where can I get a no, suit
0: like that? But you know, I'm hoping he doesn't kill me because uh, if anyone gets the glory for that, it's going to be Rollins because he's the, He's on the top of his game at the moment. And, you know, mad credit to what, what he's done with his suit game at the moment. But game recognizes game. So hopefully, I reckon I, I like to think I wear it better. I reckon the mask completes it. It suits me yeah. more. I'm just going to say that. I saw that Definitely. picture
1: this morning or this afternoon whenever I messaged you. And I was like, "Um, you're wearing that. Please wear that jacket on the show.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, didn't have a I mean, I'm still in my pajamas, but. I, I made sure I chucked the jacket on,
1: because yeah, I was like that jacket that that's gonna put us over the top with the, yeah. the way it looks. Raises, really, the the, raises the bar. Raises the bar. hundred percent. So yeah, if you have to go, we totally understand, and we understand you, you're. It's early in the morning by you, and we're. It's like ten o'clock at night by
2: us. So
0: yeah, well, well, so, no, biggie. i definitely again in the future if you guys want me again. Uh, just for oh, even just for a d- catch up,
2: oh, oh, definitely, dude. Definitely, yeah, we tonight, dude. We're we're had a great time.
0: I really enjoyed tonight. I really enjoyed tonight and this, mo- oh, this morning for me, tonight for you. Uh, it actually means a lot to me, and I'm honored to be the first Australian you've had the, on the podcast, but I'm also the I'm honored to be the first uh lucha for lucha week to be on the podcast, so it means a lot, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. First Australian, no, first Australian, first Australian luchador, and first uh luchador on the show so there you go
1: well we have november 1st open if you want to be the the first lucha in november
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely talk about it i'm just gonna have to check my schedule uh oh. hopefully i'm wrestling then um but also my personal life as well with uni wedding planning but yeah we'll wedding uh, Ooh,
2: no.
0: <laughs> but we'll definitely sort something out guys we'll definitely stay in touch it means a lot
2: okay, no definitely problem. definitely so
0: coming on enjoy the rest of your night guys
2: thanks so a lot out. Bye.
1: bye that
2: was awesome. Wow, dude, that was he was a, such a cool guy, right? He's
1: super cool. Thank
2: you. Right. Uh you want to start wrapping it up, Joe, or uh of course. You know,
1: let's let's, to... let's uh let's wrap it up. Well,
2: but, uh, but go... I, I, actually I want to make a couple of announcements before we start wrapping it up. Is that cool sure. with you or uh sure, go um go so so tonight we got we had a supercharged valido, tomorrow night we had Dickie Rods. Saturday night we're not going to be have a podcast, but we will be on somebody else's podcast. We really want to put these guys over. These are our buddies over here, over the top rope. Um, make sure you guys check them out, subscribe to them. They're awesome, by the way. But we will be on their podcast Saturday night, 7 p.m. The link will be on the dude's page, so we'll sh- make sure we share it. So you guys can watch. Yeah,
1: everybody can come in and say hi.
2: Uh, so, but and uh su- Sunday night we got NXT Takeover in your house, and then Monday we have Charisma. So, just want to p- point out those announcements. Uh, charisma. All well, right, you get to play
1: the so. uh, talk about the promo. um About for Dickie Rods, play the play the promo for tomorrow.
2: Play the promo for tomorrow, and then I'll say goodbye. All right, we'll say our goodbyes. I'll play the promo for tomorrow. And-
1: and I am going to say it really fast. Thank you to my grandfather, thanks to my cousin, and thank you, to for all lighting the way for Latino wrestling.
2: Everybody, this is Dickie Rob from the NYWC, and you're watching and
3: listening to the Dudes at Ringside podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe
0: Panther Jr. Enjoy.
2: all right good good evening, everybody. Good evening. I just want to say one more thing, though, before we go. Those of you that that aren't Uh, We are currently right now on streamlabs.com slash dudes at ringside. You you can donate to our page at streamlabs.com slash dudes at ringside. And thank you. Good night, everybody.